Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gerbay, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Rosie. Hi, Carol. How are you today? I'm great. And I'm excited to have another conversation with you today. That'll be, it'll be fun. No matter what we're talking about, it'll be fun. One of the things that uh, Rosie and I have discussed not too long ago was I was sharing with her a little bit about why I feel how we eat matters as much as what we're eating. And we were having just kind of some wonderful insights and, and sharing about what we feel is important in that whole process. So Rosie, what do you feel about all this? Well, there's so many rules. Okay. So I think one of the things that's really important for our audience to remember if they, if they don't know already, you and I are in our 70th slash eighth decade in a sense, we we've been on the planet for a while. We've been studying health and well-being. You know, we've got certificates and PhDs and all kinds of things in in well-being and thriving and transformation. So we got a lot of personal experience and professional experience. So in that, we have heard a lot of rules about how to eat and what to eat. And it's it, it's like, it's one thing to say, okay, this is how you eat and what you eat. But at the same time, it might not fit with particular lifestyles. And so it, for me, for instance, I, I live alone with my wonderful little dog, Gracie. And, um, you know, when you're eating with friends or you're eating with a company or your family and you're slowing down and you're connected with people and engaged, it slows down digestion and you feel better and it's a better way to eat. But I don't live with people. And, um, and so <clears throat> how do I do that for myself? So those kinds of questions come up in terms of, well, what's the, what's the best way to do it when you, you can't necessarily follow the rules of, you know, good eating, don't eat standing up, don't eat when you're angry, don't eat when you're in a hurry, don't eat when you're stressed, like all those don'ts. It's like, well, wait, like how, how and what? And so it's that challenge and that dilemma, I think for every single individual, like, how do we do it for ourselves? How do we choose? Yeah. And I know, I love to have to go out and eat with friends and have great conversations and enjoy my food, but that's, that's not my normal lifestyle. And so, but from my own personal experience, uh, I, I just know that when I'm calm, when I'm eating, that I feel better about my food. I feel like I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm being present versus I've got to, I've got to hurry up and eat because I've got to go do this. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't ever happen because it does at times, but for the most part, 
I, I want to be more mindful of what I'm doing. And like I said, being present in everything that I do and being grounded. Beautiful. And I just know from doing a lot of research about food and digestion that this is beneficial for me that, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm, if I'm digesting the food at a, at a slow pace rather than hurrying it up and, and getting it done and moving on to the next thing, that's beneficial for my body. Mm -hmm. That's just the way I choose to do it. And I, I'm not saying you're wrong or bad if you do it a different way. This is just, in my experience, what works for me. And from working with a lot of different people, what, what works for them as well. Yeah. We were talking as we were discussing like the the how-tos, don't be in a hurry and don't be emotional in terms of anger or stress. We talked about, in essence, being on a date with your food. Uh, because if you're going out on a date with somebody, you you want to sl you slow down and you want to enjoy yourself. You want to enjoy the other person. If your food is the other person, in a sense, you want to take time to be present to them and to it and uh, savor every moment, especially if it's somebody that something or someone that you're, in a sense, romantically inclined or for me being with my children having dinner with them, I want to savor every moment. And so if I think of my food that way, it shifts the relationship from some substance, um, of, you know, something that I'm just putting into my body to, to, uh, uh, um, an experience, a relationship. And I, and I love when you're saying being present and mindful, <clears throat> I think that's a really fun thing to think about is uh, I'm, I'm on a date with my food. Yeah, that is. And you know, I'm, I'm a foodie anyway. I love to cook. I take pictures of my food. I'm one of those people. You know, I'll, if I go out to eat or if I cook uh, a really nice meal and I love all the colors on the plate, I'm, I'm taking a picture. I'm posting it. And I'm just all about the beauty of eating. And I think for me, celebrating that really helps my digestion and it really helps just my overall state of being. And I love the analogy of, you know, having a date with my food because I, I tend to feel that anyway. Like this is, uh, this is such a great meal and I love all the colors and I get all excited about it. And so if you can get excited about what you're eating and really feel good and love all the colors and the artistic beauty that food can be, I can't help but think that's going to help your digestion. Yeah. I don't necessarily make pretty food. I, I, I got to a point having lived alone for so long. It's just like I got tired of eat, feeding myself, if you will. And, um, and so the things I make are pretty simple. Uh, but if I don't take the time to really enjoy what I've made, regardless of how simple it is, that um, if I don't take the time, then I miss the experience. It's like eating a, a candy bar when you're, when you say, oh, I'm going to buy this candy bar and you eat it so fast, you haven't even had the experience of it. And then you got to, in a sense, want to have another candy bar because you missed the, the first. So that happens uh -huh. often if I'm eating something even just simple and I don't, am not present to what I'm eating, 
then I miss the experience and I'm frustrated and I got to do something or eat something else because I missed the experience. And I, th I, I think that happens a lot for people. They go, oh, I, I don't even know what I ate. And I think I want a dessert. I want a candy bar. Or I want a, a, some ice cream or something that, that feels fulfilling. We don't want just something that fills us. We want something that's fulfilling. Yeah. And when we can be quiet, quieter or more intentional, even if, you know, cause the people, people were are part of our audience are people that may eat fr frozen food more often than not. doesn't matter what that is. And what you're saying is the quality of the experience in a sense, in we know this because we know prayer changes the quality of the food. It changes the molecular structure of our food. So it doesn't matter what you're eating. We want you to eat the best. I want to eat the best. But if what you're eating is what you're eating, calming down and maybe saying a blessing over your food or saying thank you, um, it changes. And, and then just being present to it changes the experience, changes the nutritious ability and the quality of what shows up in your body. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's all energy. It's all so, energy. So how, how, how do we treat that energy? And uh, you know, I know at times I've been guilty of uh, eating when I'm upset, uh, not so much over the last several years, but, but, but I used to do that, especially when I was younger, I would, I would have an issue that I didn't want to deal with and to fill myself up, I would eat. And uh, I really don't think that's beneficial because uh, number one, I'm just, I'm, I'm not really enjoying the food. I'm just getting something in there so that I don't, because I don't want to feel something. And so I think that's yes. uh, really important to pay attention to. And then uh, kind of the reverse of that is when, because I, I do eat organic, I'm almost hundred percent organic. It really matters to me. And, but it doesn't, doesn't matter as much to other people as it made to me. But if I go out to eat at a restaurant and because we, you know, I can't eat organic a hundred percent of the time, if I'm traveling and there are times if somebody invites me over to their house, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to eat it because it's not all organic. And there have been times where I have judged my food. I have made my food more powerful than me, where I, I've said, oh, this is really, in my mind, I'm saying this, this is really not going to be good for me. Oh, my God, it's got GMOs. I know, I know what kind of oil this is and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I eat it and then I don't feel good. But I, I really feel like I've set that up. Because instead of going, you know, I'm grateful for this meal and being with this person and saying, this is what I'm going to eat and I'm going to take the nourishment from it and I'm not going to worry about a pesticide getting in my body in this moment. Uh, it, it just changes everything. We, we can create. Now, I'm not saying you use that as an excuse every time you go, you go out, you know, to every meal and you go, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, then that intention becomes different than what I was speaking about. I don't know. Yeah. Have you experienced something like that? Rosie? Yeah, it's, it's funny when you were um, like, it brought me back to what you were saying, brought me back to being on a date with your food in a sense that 
if you um, let's say you're going out and you're having a blind date, you're meeting a person for the first time and you, you show up the person sitting there and you look at them and you boom, you've made you you see them and you made it a judgment about them even before any other thing happens. And so it's it's the same that we do with our food or other circumstances where it's like um, you see your food and or on the menu and you go, oh, judgment, bad you know, terrible, not liking it. It's the wrong color. It's the wrong. And we make all these judgments. And when we do that, we've just ruined the experience for ourselves. And uh, it, there's no hope in a sense. There's no potential, not even hope, and but, but the potential of enjoying and feeling nourishment and thriving because of this moment with whatever it is you're choosing to eat or this person that you might want to be, you might spend, you know, 20 minutes with or an hour or whatever it is. But when we make those judgments, we've just, we've just put the kibosh on any potential um, nourishment or um, enjoyment from that experience. So I think it's really important to, to think about it that way. It's like, and, you know, that sense of, of worrying and guilting. And I've heard this from many uh, spiritual teachers, if you will, and also, you know, people in, in, the field of just thriving is if you're judging your food, you're already much like you said, if you're judging your food as bad or wrong, you're already, um, and, and, and guilting yourself, the guilt for eating what you're eating is, is not helping you thrive. And this is a dilemma that so many people have. And even in terms of what you're, you're, and you're speaking, you, and, you know, I felt some guilt around eating and it's like, yeah, guilt is such a huge element of the idea of diet and it's like we do that to ourselves the food could be so much more nourishing for us in our, be just only in terms of our orientation to it but because we've already in a sense create the toxins by guilting ourselves and shaming ourselves we're already on the slippery slope you know into feeling bad versus enjoying the experience and when we enjoy the experience, we need, generally speaking, we don't need so much food to fill us up because we're allowing the food we're taking in to, to be enjoyed and, and, you know, appreciated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I had an experience uh, just last weekend where I was invited to somebody's home. It was a couple and he was a bread baker and he had made homemade sourdough bread. Wow. I typically don't eat gluten. I do not have celiac disease, but I avoid gluten because I know a lot about it. And it just, it just, I have made that choice not to have gluten in my life. However, uh, the smell of that homemade sourdough bread, and uh, I started to go into a little bit of a, like, should I or shouldn't I type situation? And then I, I thought, you know what? I know that that bread is going to be absolutely fabulous, you know, and what I know about sourdough is fermented. It's better. I, I didn't have to really talk myself into it too much, though. I just went, I'm going to have it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to have any bad results from eating this. And that's what I created. And I ate the bread. And, yep. you know, and I'm happy I did. And I didn't feel like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done that. Now, I think it could have been, a, like we said, a whole different scenario had I 
that, oh, I'm going to do it, but I'm not real sure what's going to happen here. And, you know, and I think it would have been a whole whole different scenario. Yeah. And you know, the people that built, uh, bake the bread and, you know, the amount of love that goes into the baking of the bread and all of those qualities of delight and wonder and beauty and <clears throat> all goes into the experience. And, uh, and so taking it in uh, from a place of thriving, as you did, it changes the whole, and we know this energetically, right? We know it changes the energy, the vibration, the frequency of the food. Yeah. And, and I know just another point I wanted to make from a physical standpoint of when we eat something and we're, we're let's say we're in a hurry, we're, you know, we have to go somewhere or something and we're eating in a hurry. I just know that chewing the pre-digestion of chewing starts the digestion rolling in your body. So if we can slow down and again, be present, you know, we keep coming back to that being present when we're eating and really chew our food. It's beneficial, you know, from a physical standpoint, it's, it's beneficial on every level, actually. But I'm, I'm just talking about the physical right now that that will help us digest our food in a healthier way. So being present, you know, chewing slowly, being on a date with our food and just really relishing in what what the food is doing for us or you know, like you like you said, getting to know our food in a better and different way. Yeah. But you know, there's so much for me um there's so much to a meal in terms of the text, not only the the flavor, but the texture of the food and how they come together. And this could be just a sandwich. Right now I've got a cold. And so my I, my taste buds are not so good right now. And my, my nose, I can't smell much. But the quality of that texture is just so, um, it's just like I'm, I'm in it. It's a yummy thing. It's a yummy quality. And that also adds to the experience and to the slowing down of the experience so that I'm taking it in. Now, some people, I, I mean, I have been one to eat very fast and just get it down partly as an emotional, um, emotional survival mechanism, but the, the slower that I, the more that I love what I'm eating and that can be frozen food. The more that I love what I'm eating though, the slower I get and the more I take in, it's just, it's just better. Yeah. Uh, I think another reason where I used to eat fast and I have to constantly remind myself to slow down because I do most things very quickly. And like we said, we both grew up in big families and I don't know about your family, but if I didn't eat my food quickly, my brothers would grab it off my plate. Literally, I had to like hold a fork out in front of me sometimes, you know, like, don't touch my food. I got to hurry and eat it. Yeah. And then, and then as a mother, when my children were little, I felt like I had to hurry up and eat because I had them to attend to and stuff. So there's all these, there's all these reasons and ways that I had created that um, didn't really allow me to have a great relationship with food, yeah. Yeah, especially when I was younger and my weight went up and down, you know, I could gain 20 pounds and in uh, three or four months and then lose it. You know, I was on that, that yo-yo thing. And I would say in the last, in the last 15, 20 years, my weight varies 
two pounds at the most. So, so I, I have, it's because I've created, it's not just what I'm eating. It's my relationship to the food that I'm eating. Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be expensive. It it would be nice if we could all eat organic. It would be all nice if we all made those choices in terms of healthy, healthy choices. But sometimes it's, it's, you can't, we can't necessarily make that choice, whether we're eating at somebody else's house or we don't have the finances we feel or we're um, out to dinner or whatever it is. But if we're, if we shift our mindset to enjoy this meal um, and enjoy the, the quality of the experience we're having, the relationship, then we start to shift those things. I'm the same way. I, I um, that diet thing, it's like, I, I haven't had to do that for about 20 years. So I'm 70. So 20, so think about 50 years being from 50 is like, because I've shifted my relationship to food and it's taken a long time, but because of that, then the pounds don't stay on the, the weight, the fat doesn't stay on things shift because I don't, because it's different. And that's the wonderful thing that occurs when we have a different relationship with our food that takes time to develop. Yeah. And, and not just what you were saying and what I was saying earlier it's it's what I eat has changed over yeah. over the past 50 years or not 50 years, 20 years, really. And and, and that does matter as well. We're, we're going to do another show where we're going to talk about organics and, and the cost of organics and kind of the yeah. dilemma and the, the questions that I get asked all the time. How do you eat organic? It's so expensive. But we'll talk about that in, an, in another show. But you're also you're also talking about the way that you're different with yourself. Yes, that part of our health and well-being has to do with how we perceive ourselves. I'm worthy or I'm unworthy. Who am I to have eat well? Who am I to lose weight? Who am I to have a beautiful body? All of those questions are part of this conversation. Um, um, you know, who am I? You know, I live alone, and who am I to? Uh, have a, a a fun relationship with food, like just things like that, that are just so ingrained in our, our psyche that we don't even know we're thinking about it. Right. So it's like, who am I to have a, have a, um, you know, be a good, healthy weight. I'm not going to say I'm, you know, thin or, you know, whatever. I'm 70 years old. I have a figure of a 70 year old person who's in good shape, but it, it, so it doesn't have to do with worth or value or being different. It has to do with who am I with myself in relationship with myself in relation to the world, in relationship to food in this moment and my time and my, the quality of thriving that we're wanting to, you know, encourage and inspire in ourselves and others. And one more thing, though, before we because I think we're going to close up soon. OK, but one of the things that uh, if you're looking at how to eat what you eat, sometimes it says don't eat in front of the television, don't eat alone, don't eat, you know, eat at the table, all of those kinds of things. And it's really important to, you know, one of the things I think you and I, Carol, want to get across to people is listen to your heart, listen to what's yours right now. And, and that might mean that you don't eat when I'm eating alone, if I'm not uh, engaged in a, a, a movie or something like that, I feel a sense of isolation. And why put that? I don't want to feel that. Um, I don't have the capacity to go and sit like a, a, a monk or a guru by myself at the table, eating alone, chewing each piece of food 50 times. I don't have that capacity. 
And, and so I'm not encouraging people, oh, you should do that. And, and any shoulds that you hear, any rules you hear, see what works for you. I, every night, or even, even when I'm um, having lunch, I'll put on a YouTube video of somebody that I enjoy. So I'm spending time with somebody that I enjoy as where I'm having my meal. And that in that slows me down and I'm connected and engaged with myself. And I watch, I'm a knitter. So I watch these interesting fellows all over the world who are knitting and conversation is delightful and wonderful. And so those kinds of things add to my experience as if I'm on a date going to a movie with a person. So yeah. at night I'll put on a Netflix movie or, or show because I enjoy the people that I'm, I'm with and I can't be with people that I love personally. And so I'm with the people that I love, you know, through a video or through a, a zoom call or whatever that is. So yeah. really pay attention to what works for you and being mindful of makes making what, what feels nourishing and nurturing to your heart. Yeah. And I can totally relate. I wanted to add a little bit to that. I, I do a similar thing. Not every time I eat dinner, but on, on many nights, I'll, I'll, I, I tend to like shows about cooking and food. And, uh -huh. and I'm currently watching one uh, about uh, restaurants and how they're redoing these restaurants and there's beautiful food and stuff. And I think that enhances my digestion because I'm, I'm watching them make food and, and create change and I'm enjoying it. And as I'm watching it too, and eating my food and I get some ideas for, you know, I'm always thinking about what my next meal is going to be, how I can get creative with that. So that's what works for me. And you've shared what works for you. So to people listening, find something that where you feel good, you know, if you feel good when you're eating, I guarantee you that's going to help your digestion. So it may not look like what we've talked about, but just find a way where you're relaxed. And, you know, if you can use our, the metaphor that we've used, like having a date with your food, I think that just may benefit you. Thank you, everyone, for uh, being with us today. And it's been a really fun conversation. And we look forward to our next one. Bye, everybody. Bye.